Last weekend in our petitions, we had an unfortunate experience of phrases that our modern English has been subjected to by people for their own particular reasons. This was not intentional. The phrase committed relationship in its original use described couples pursuing sacramental marriage. This was the aim and the intention last weekend. Unfortunately, as with many relationship words or phrases in our modern English, it has been perverted to mean any number of things that we would call flat-out sinful. I received an email complaint because of the phraseology. I want to thank the person who wrote that to me, and I have assured the individual that we are not playing games here at Midtown Catholic with with ideas that fly in the face of the traditional teaching of the Church. But it does give me an opportunity to speak about some of the twists that our modern English has been adapting and adopting. The offending phrase, committed relationship, a generation ago, was not seen as a problem phrase, but was another way to describe a man and a woman pursuing marriage. There has been too much of an appropriation of phrases with new meanings. It reminds me of a science fiction novel by George Orwell. There was a reset of the meaning of words in that novel that was destructive to society. While that was written in a novel, it is taking place right now in our society with so many phrases that I cannot begin to mention them all. They have affected our politics as well as how we describe basic relationships. Let me finish this comment by saying that we do not support the redefinition of the phrase committed relationship. And there are many other phrases that also come into our modern way of speaking that are eh, unfortunate. I am not inclined to address some of the specifics of this kind of mixed-up language. On occasion they do slip through, but I assure you, there was nothing untoward or immoral in the intention that was part of last weekend's Mass. The intention was for those in marriage and for those preparing for marriage. So, let's move on. We have now begun the great season of Lent. The purpose of the season is not to have fish fries or spaghetti feeds or mac and cheese dinners. Mmm, mom's mac and cheese. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I like fish fries. I like spaghetti feeds. But nobody made mac and cheese like my mom. So, why fish on Friday? There are all kinds of crazy guesses coming off of the internet for why we have meatless Fridays. The craziest one I read stated that there was a collusion between Rome and people who sold fish. This is not historically accurate and has been debunked. Another idea that I read stated that it is because Jesus shed his blood on the cross for our salvation that we avoid eating warm-blooded animals such as cows and pigs and chickens on Fridays. That makes a little more sense. I have yet another example. The explanation comes from the 15th century in a book called Liber Festivalis. For when God, for Adam's sin, cursed the earth and the land, he cursed not the water. Wherefore it is lawful for a man to eat in Lent that which cometh from the water. To put it differently, we eat fish as a reminder of God's mercy. Whatever the reason we come up with for our reason to eat fish on Fridays, it is the instructions of the Church that we abstain from meat on Fridays. 
Here in the United States, the bishops allowed us to limit the meatless Fridays to Lent. If you go to other places in the world, that that dispensation from avoiding meats on Friday, on every Friday, may not exist. What many people seem not to remember is that despite the removal of the requirement for meatless Fridays year-round, here in the United States, we are supposed to do some sort of penance every Friday. Some people still hold to the idea of meatless Fridays year-round here in the United States. It is a great tradition and offering to God. The challenge of doing something on Friday as a form of penance is a great idea. We are offering something to Jesus on the day we recall he offered everything for us. We are directed during Lent to make that meatless Fridays. But I want to encourage you to look at your own life and figure out what kind of penance you can add to your life for every Friday of every week of every year. Jesus sacrificed all that he had on Good Friday. We can sacrifice something every Friday ourselves in commemoration of his great sacrifice. Maybe meatless Fridays should reappear year-round.